come out, guys. Let's keep that. Let's keep that. Okay. Um, happy Ramadan, guys. Yeah, Ramadan Little Ramadan content, everyone. We're back and we're better. We want you bad as ever. Is that only thing now? Hundred yeah, percent. We're back, and we're better. That's a bit of a copyright. So many hey. traditions. Bryson, guys. don't come for us. Literally. Mm? Um, how are we all? How Ramadan going? First how week. Are you guys? Alhamdulillah. Can't come. My first time seeing you guys. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Anyone noticed anything different about what, like, how we're yeah, sitting today? Yeah, different. We're all together. It's a little winter, isn't it? Hey, you're right, And we just happen to all come in the same fit. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? The way we rolled up today was scary. The longer them CIA cars blacked out. We look like the Secret Service, guys. Secret Service. And yeah, the time is very late right now. You don't knew what the time is. It's literally two in the morning. It's two in the morning. And we're walking around in our buys and It's Ramadan, so do you know what I mean? It makes sense. It makes sense. You know um, how the Ramadan timing gets. Yeah. yeah. So how's your Ramadan going then? It's actually all right, you know. I mean, it was so hard mm. the first few days. Yeah. I can't lie. Oh, the first day was crazy. I was dying. Stuff lie was actually. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely dying. This first week flew though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I know it's so fast. It's already been a week now. Literally today. Literally. Um, but yeah, it's actually going all right. Mm. I'm getting used to it now. Alhamdulillah, though. Um, um, Amal prepared a Ramadan yeah, quiz. I've been excited for this the whole, like... Really? I've been excited for this Ramadan quiz. Yeah, guys, considering it's Ramadan, we thought, let's spice up the general knowledge. Yeah. Jani now. Be a bit... Um, let's go with a little though. Islamic content, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. okay. So let's... Oh, Should have done a bit of research, but... Honestly... Yeah. Well, let's, let's get <laughs> no, no, it. guys. I feel like the you know good questions. You know, I feel oh, like heard. I couldn't answer these questions, so you can. No, okay. they're, not, they're not too hard, but yeah, I, right. I feel like a lot of them are good. I got them from YouTube video actually, oh, and okay. I learned a lot. So shout to the YouTube video. Got it there. All right, question one: Which mm. chapter of the Holy Quran mm. is known as the mother? Surah Al-Fatiha. Oh, she's did you right. see it? She's right. She's right. Huh? Did you see it? <laughs> so I heard something like that. that also, you didn't days. think about it. You say it because it's the first one. Yeah, I knew that's guys. I was I hoping that the answer was going to be Surah Al-Fatiha or something. Oh so you just went with it. You know, like I saw in the comments, a lot of people saying went Surah to Maryam. Oh. I thought it was that. Yeah. I, was, I thought you meant the chapter, and I was thinking Maryam. I thought he was yeah. gonna say what's like the mo- like what do people think mm. is like the first. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I heard that somewhere. I don't know if I heard it in a pod- Islamic podcast yeah. or they said. Sort of as the mother of the exactly. Quran. But yeah, yeah alright, that was fast. Oh, that, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. If ever in doubt, sort of yeah, Alright, um <laughs> <laughs> next one is um okay, so <laughs> at which oh let me look in the camera. Okay, so at which are you looking? No, well I'm not coming with you. At which of the um at which of the obligatory prayers do the angels that are assigned to mankind assemble? So prayers. Fajr. At which of yeah okay good. Is it Fajr? Are you looking? No, well I'm not. Is it Fajr? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Asr. Asr. Yeah. I was gonna say Asr. Yeah. I let, okay. let you have that. Fajr Am I right? Wait, yeah. I can't. Wait. I didn't know it was Asr. I, f- I knew it was Fajr, but I, I didn't know it was one of them. I, I, I know Asr is a very important prayer. Yeah. Mm. I was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, listen, listen. yeah. Yeah. No, it was quite tricky with that one still. Um. Okay. So. Ooh. Okay. This one's quite interesting. Which one is the only? Which is the only thing that a martyr, I don't mm. know how to say that word, martyr, yeah. martyr is accountable for on the day of judgment? Um, Isa. What? <laughs> no, no, what? Wait, Isa's a martyr. No, no, but what only thing is are they accountable of? So, martyr is the person that dies in the name oh. of their <laughs> religion. Isa. So, can we, can we cut that bit out? It's so doing Hmm. Um, the definition the of martyr is someone that deeds? died in the name of them. Oh, sorry. I mean, Messiah. I'm so sorry. That was no, really embarrassing. Sorry, no, she's asking what are they No, I'm sorry. Before? I know, I know. But she, when she said martyr, I was thinking of Messiah and I thought yeah. of Isa. No. So that's where I went okay, a bit. Okay, but anyway, sorry. Continue okay. the question. What yeah, is so a, what is the only thing that they are accountable for on the day nothing. of judgment? Good deeds. Good, mm, keep going. Um, it's quite specific. I can't know. Um, the only thing they're accountable for. On the day of judgment. Yeah, yeah, on the day of judgment. So obviously, with um, a martyr, like there's not many things that they're accountable of because they died in the name of the God, way right? they treated. 
Um, do you want me to just say the answer? No. Is it? You know, I don't, don't want to embarrass myself again. No, I don't actually. Is it the way is they treated? I would have said good deeds. Um, you said no. So the answer is. Um, so the only thing they're they're accountable of is if um people that they owe money, so debt. <gasps> Oh, yeah. okay. So, like, I don't know. I talked to my mum about it, and she said, like, whenever someone dies, the first thing you have to think about is their debt. The debt. So, yeah. off. Yeah. 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 I don't know who's going to pay off my uni debt. Right? <laughs> 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 well, that gets wiped out, anyway, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, 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 literally. Literally. yeah I think so. I think it's actually like debt, like you borrow something from someone, yeah, like a yeah. family oh, okay. or something. So, yeah, that was quite interesting. I don't know the answer to that question. This so. is actually, I didn't know it was this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's actually it's it's beneficial. I actually learned stuff. And it's not easy, so I like that. Yeah, okay. not easy. Bit of a challenge. Okay, which two of the things will intercede for a person on the day of judgment if they do them frequently? Quran. It's the Quran. It's the Quran. I got it. Okay. I, I said it first. Read the said Quran. And oh, um, it's what's the interesting. Mm. I don't know. It's way there. And yeah. like people, people what? Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wait, just relax for a bit. Just relax a bit. Wait, what's the question? So, it's two, basically, so which two things will intercede oh, two for a person things. on the day of the judgment if they that, do them frequently? Intercede. Um, like is they'll speak for them. Yeah, speak for them. Like they'll they'll back them up basically. Yeah, that's a good one. So it's not. It's not. It's not good deeds and Quran. It is reading the Quran. That's one. I thought it was good deeds, but it's more specific and it's very fitting right now, considering it's Ramadan. Fasting. Fasting. Oh wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so it's fasting. <sighs> Apparently, fasting puts distance between the health IR. I'm reading oh, seventy Quran. years, I think. Yeah, so it's reading the Quran as well. So yeah, mashallah. Beautiful. Did I just Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. It's not even a general knowledge. It's like I'm learning. It's like yeah. Learning. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually yeah. learning. Okay. Um, not general, just ooh, which prophet was known as the friend of? I love these ones. Prophet Alayhi Salam. Uh, prophet Who? Muhammad. Um, a prophet. Bakr. And prophet. Um, she said, "Man, chill out." Ah, wait, 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 wait. Which prophet? Oh, prophet. No, no, I got it wrong. Guys. I which prophet was known as the friend of Allah? Moses. Oh. Yusuf. Um, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Prophet. Is it Yunus or something? Ibrahim. I'm going to yeah, Ibrahim. Yeah. Oh, really? Why? You are cute. These are cute. Imagine being Allah's friend. Friend of Allah, you know. Wow, that's so beautiful. Okay, how many times and at this is really specific, so it's asking how many times and at what locations did Prophet Muhammad see the angel Jibril? In the caves when he revealed the Quran. Okay, but what cave? Hira! Hira! The revolution came. Read of Muhammad. Reading Allah's <laughs> name. That's all I know. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. But guys, Shaka I said twi- so. How many times? Yeah, yeah, oh. times like plural. Okay. Um, I had to really think about this one. To be honest. And when he took him to the yeah. heavens, this so came into um complete form. Oh. So you said cave hero, which is correct. You have to say how many times or what the, what the occasions were. Yeah, how many times and at what location? Um, oh, I, I two know times? the mount. Two yeah. times is two times. Was it in his home? This I, w- I wanted to say in the heavens though. Yeah, like so when he took him to the heavens. Heaven. What's it called? I forgot the answer. Yeah. Um, he saw Angel Jibril in um the Mirage. Yeah, that's what I was about the Mirage. Yeah, Allah has been that. <laughs> what is I'm Mirage? Some next thing. Yeah, no, I don't know that still. What is Mirage? Let me let me be not like you're airing that question, you know. <laughs> don't ask me. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, guys. We'll let you know we'll later on. We'll discuss that off camera. Yeah, still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said yeah. that among the women of the world, there are four great women. Who are they? Khadija, Maryam, Aisha, Fatima. Wait, wait what? Wait, say women. that again. I said four. Uh, Asia. And, and, um, Asia. Asia. Yes, Asia. Did I say three of them, though? Aisha. Yeah, I thought you said three of them. It's not Aisha. Yeah, it's <gasps> not Aisha. Oh, it, uh, uh, Khadija. It is definitely Maryam. Yeah. It's, it's definitely <laughs> Khadija. Khadija. Asiya. And, and Fatima. Uh, yeah. Hi. So it's uh, Asiya, Khadija, Fatima, Shout and Maryam. Asiya. Her story is beautiful. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. yeah. Pharaoh. Um, and yeah, the last question is, what is the name given to the people of Medina who welcomed the believers to Mecca? The mu- Man said, Girl. <laughs> <laughs> this the, the this is so specific. It sounds so familiar. Right. Like, <laughs> what does it begin with? M? A. Um, the yeah, girl, the people of Medina, what they're called. Yeah, yeah. The Ansar. Yeah! 
No, it sounds familiar because I've yeah. heard like the Ansar, no, but I didn't know what it meant. I saw it, guys. I, I, I saw this and I was thinking, yeah, I, I think I, I've heard of it. I'll Ansar if you guys are wondering. Like, that should be a bonus point. You should have won this. They were Yeah, you should have won this. I swear she got something really specific. I got a few things right. And yeah. I think you've got nah, like two or three things. I like to can't lie. I think randomly. Really randomly I feel randomly. like it's a collective. You guys all. No, yeah, of, everyone. Yeah, well, I was a cute um, Ramadan collective. Like, this one, one wasn't yeah. really competition. No this one was about learning. Yeah, yeah. well, I was learning. Was that yeah. the last one? That was Because that was really fun. Did you like yeah, it? That was that one. Yeah. No, I actually learned a lot like researching about it. Because I wanted to find cute. Yeah, definitely. Let us know in the comments on, you know, because it's Ramadan. Teach us something new about Islam, like, yeah. I don't know, some interesting fact yeah. or anything. And I, I mean, feel like stuff like games like this is an easy way to like learn about your religion. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or maybe you should go um, follow Zahara on Instagram because she has um, <laughs> oh, yeah, do some quizzes, Islamic guys. quizzes the, on yes. her story. Have you done it? third year doing it. I mean, have you done it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to still question Idiot, I yours. missed it. I actually yeah, look forward to this. I feel like it. Wallahi, I look forward to it. Wow, okay, man. I don't know if you look forward to it. We're going to put her at right here. Yeah, okay. guys, put right. it right here. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere on that. <laughs> yeah, so guys, we're going to Islam. Oh, yeah. 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 Islam today. Yeah. And non Muslims, let us know if you're non Muslim and you're watching this and um, you learned something new or it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. We like to appeal to everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> 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 so, Amal. Do you want so, to introduce what yeah, we're talking about so, um, today? Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, like we mentioned, it's Ramadan. We thought we can get, you know, as the truly 20-something fashion, mm. get deep with it and get really vulnerable with it. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, my sister's touched on it quite mm. quite a few times that she has a, had in the past an illness blip. Mm. And yeah, so today she thought, it's a perfect time, you know, during yeah. Ramadan to speak about it. And we thought, what's a, what better way to support her with Shout it? Shout out to Anissa. Guys, yeah. it's Anissa for you, in case you didn't know. Anissa, yeah. it's all about her yeah. today. <laughs> like you mentioned, no God, pressure. it's her year, so um, Yeah, let me just take it from there mm. and um, really get down in the depths of the topic. <laughs> That's deep. Um, deep breaths. Okay, so basically, guys... Um, yeah, I feel like we've kind of been touching on the things I've been through in terms of my health throughout the episodes. And today I just felt like within myself, especially and most importantly because it's Ramadan mm. and I've been reflecting and this time really hits home for me a lot. Mm. <coughs> because I think back to last Ramadan, where I was then, and where I am today, and subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. <laughs> it is completely years, different, man. to say the least. Mm. Um, just to even put it so blatantly, like, mm. last Ramadan, I was literally fighting for my life. Mm. And... <sighs> take your time, Anissa. Well, I take your time. No, take your time. Don't get it twisted, though, because these are really tears of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Last Ramadan, like I said, I was fighting for my life. This Ramadan, alhamdulillah, through the grace alhamdulillah, and mercy of Allah, subhanAllah. Guys, oh, wow. I'm actually cancer free this year. So obviously like I think back like I said to last Ramadan and I've my life has really changed mm. and I feel like yeah there was no better time than now to really like open up about it. And I feel like it's really important for me to open up about it. Um mm. just to Do you want us to like Do you want us to like ask you like what do you want to open the floor? Yeah. Um, I feel like the best you way to start is, you know, the first thing. Yeah, let me just, you know, yeah. Chronological yeah. order. Let me so start from the beginning a bit. Um, damn, I should have some tissues. In. I know. Mama. I'm out here trying to slightly look for tissues like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, um, yeah, I think there's no, yeah, let's start from the beginning, I guess. Mm. Um, as you know, like we're all Somali women mm-hmm. in our 20s, like we'd be saying on the podcast. And we are from a community where illnesses and cancer more specifically is treated as such a taboo. Mm. Definitely. And there's a very dangerous, it feels like, stigma attached to these illnesses. And mm. especially like my experience with cancer, it just feels like this community didn't really give a safe space. And I feel mm. like us opening these conversations 
as loud and proudly as I'm trying mm. to do today mm. um, can hopefully just like start a wave and open people up to the realities of it mm-hmm. um, make us aware of how kind we need to be to each other and normalize it and to kind of just like create a healthy space um, which is honestly like more than like we can hope for right yeah, yeah. Um, and I just want to give a couple disclaimers as well um cancer is non-biased and like my little sister ayan be telling people cancer doesn't pick and choose guys like it really be non-biased and for those women especially that are listening to my podcast today um i really just want you guys to like listen with an open heart and open ears because i was 22 this just happened to me last year and i really don't want people to feel like this doesn't um affect them or they shouldn't Mm. like pay attention because i feel like yeah we all you know we should be mindful and we should look after ourselves and Mm. look after other women in our lives and spread Mm. this awareness right yeah so uh, last year in january 2021 um i was diagnosed with breast cancer um damn it feels like a lifetime ago Mm. but it was a year ago and it happened to me at a time that I really felt like life was perfect. It's kind of like, like uh, every, you know, everything is written and it's really, there's a higher power. Allah is in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like this test was given to me at a time when I needed it. Yeah. Like to open your eyes up. To open to my life. eyes, yeah. Um, that there's more to life than academic success and superficial happiness and um yeah it kind of just really gave me a reality check and a reset right so it happened to me like i said last year um i had just graduated life was sweet i can't even hold you Mm. (laughs) my parents (laughs) had just went on their first solo trip to the homeland it was a beautiful time like coming off the back of lockdown where i was as close to my siblings as I've ever been. Mm. Us living together without the parents, it was seriously like, I can't <laughs> lie. <laughs> Those mills, guys, thank God for the air fryer. <laughs> the air fryer <laughs> was overworked and underpaid. Like, <laughs> she was working overtime. No, she's screaming. We were living so, like, just peacefully and beautifully. And I found my lump in my breast, and it was such a shocking and horrifying, like, experience. Mm. I really wouldn't wish it on anyone. I can't lie to you. Um, can, I, can I ask you something? Yeah. I always say that. <laughs> can I ask you something? Perfect. But um, how did you know, like, it was, like, a dangerous lump? Because sometimes, you know, when you come on your period yeah. or something, and you can just feel little... Mm. You know, have you ever felt, like, little... You know, that's stuff? the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Exactly. Mm. A lot of women I've spoken to have said that. And especially, like, yeah, it's... It's hard to decipher, like, is this something I should be worried about? Yeah. Mm. Do I pay attention to this mm. or is this, like, something I can overlook? Um, but immediately, as I felt this lump and the size it was, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. Mm. Um, I was in the shower, and I'm not going to lie to you guys and come on here and, and front and say, like, I checked or, like, I, I searched or anything beforehand regularly or any kind of, like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. But something like i'm mean, obviously now when i think about it i feel like it was Allah Allah. just telling me like wow. something mm-hmm. is like like not right like mm-hmm. i don't have a particular reason that i checked that day mm. and it wasn't something even like that i usually do so mm. feeling it and immediately like just and obviously like i had gone to union um had a background in science and stuff so when i felt it i had a gut feeling that i was like oh this isn't right like yeah something is really wrong here and i called my gp the morning after told them like yeah um i found a breast lump like i really want to get examined and this is obviously in the height of covid um Mm. but alhamdulillah for and guys like a lot of people like have horror stories with the nhs but i was blessed enough to have everything so fast-tracked and have the the greatest hands like of the oh, healthcare yeah. service like deal with mm-hmm. me in, in every step of the way like i was truly truly blessed alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah um my gp was like really on high alert invited mm-hmm. me the same day are you close with a gp normally or? no i'm not that's the okay. thing like prior to yeah. this 
throughout my life I never had any health issues um on paper like I was healthy like everything was perfect I never mm. had like a medical history or anything yeah um so my GP immediately invited me that day um she examined me and referred me to a breast specialist with my local hospital within a matter of days wow. and that usually <laughs> takes so months yeah usually because people have to like go back to their GP or exactly. revisit like or they've got like an appointment yeah. in six months time exactly. do you know what I mean with a specialist yeah, exactly. that's crazy but I was so that's lucky like, to mm. have everything taken so seriously and especially when I hear other people's stories um being the age that I am a lot of women are not taken like their illnesses are not taken at face value their mm. age overshadows like the doctor's opinion and yeah. I feel like oh, I'm so blessed that I didn't experience that um and the timing with cancer time is really of the essence so that really like played to my advantage and helped me get the care that i needed to get in such a timely manner that i did um alhamdulillah honestly alhamdulillah. for real you know my heart's beating <laughs> no i know yeah. i'm nervous i'm on edge <laughs> oh, really? Same. I'm like, right wow. so yeah. that day i was so nervous i remember going to the gp remember i told you like my parents were away on holiday abroad um let them know you're like you've got to remind them that she's the oldest yeah, girl in the house or, like say. she's the oldest person in the oldest house, in the house exactly. like, like she's holding things down while her parents holding are away things down and dealing and with this just going through this solo no parents around no support i mean i had support but being the oldest sister like we said in our ethnic households episode mm, yeah i really sh- wanted to protect and shield my siblings as much as i could wow. i didn't want to scare them that's just a testament to who anisa is like even in such a you know trying time she's still thinking yeah. about other people other people right. exactly. wow like so yeah i really did did it alone not even with my friends and went to this appointment and I remember then getting the specialist appointment and go into my like um, appointment at the breast specialist center mm. alone as well. And that was such a, a traumatizing day because I had a bit of a misdiagnosis. I mean, I say a bit, but that's really affected me well, even to death. Well, not the medical negligence. <laughs> <laughs> that could have went, that went so, so long. Long. I think we might have to unpack that another time, child. Really? So that day, I I mean, we, could, we can get into it. Really? <laughs> um, okay, so like that day, um, I went to the hospital. Mm. So this is for um, a screening, a breast screening, mm. where you get an ultrasound, a biopsy, um, a physical assessment, all in one day. Um, so I had an ult- So I, firstly, I just went to see a consultant. Um, told you her did all I, of this alone? I did all of this alone, yeah. <laughs> went to see her. She basically sat me down. I told her about my life. I was like, listen, like, I just submitted my applications to medical school. I need mm-hmm. you to reassure me that this is going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> okay, so um, I went to this breast screening and I sat down and I told her, like, I really need you. I just submitted my med school application. I, I want to, like, I have p- big plans and I need you to like reassure me that mm. this isn't what I think it is like, right? Mm. And so she examined me, gave me a physical examination and she told me, I kid you not, she told me, oh, not to worry. <laughs> like, she was like, this is probably a cyst. Like, how old are that. you again? And I said, oh yeah, I'm 22. She this said, what oh. you meant about the whole age thing, innit? Yeah, and she said not to worry. She said, I'm gonna send you off to take an ultrasound and after that you're going to come back to me and we'll just discuss the results and your options so I was kind of like optimistic at this point I remember texting my friends and being like oh like it's not so bad like I have I remember texting her like girl like Mm. we better be good like the hell and then I had the ultrasound and immediately guys like the vibe in the room changed the minute they put that ultrasound scanning scope li- a device mm-hmm. on my chest, I felt like the room went dark. I don't oh. know, it's a weird feeling. Wow. My stomach sank and I just felt like a weird feeling in my gut again. Like, oh, actually, no. This doesn't feel like what it's meant mm-hmm. to feel like if everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember looking over my shoulder and seeing the screen and just seeing dark... And there was no, like, so with healthy tissue, 
I feel like it was meant to be grace, but then I just kept seeing a black hole on the mm. screen. Mm. And it was so puzzling to me because it was like, this is not what I need, like, Especially this when she can't just told be. you it's fine. Yeah, I just kept thinking this can't be. Mm. Um, and then I remember the the person going to get a, like a senior member of staff. Um, and that's when I kind of like had to convince myself okay yeah actually i need to stay calm because mm. i have to get through this so immediately like i've i feel like i had to numb myself mm-hmm. and because i was alone especially like everyone kept asking me oh did you come here alone today um and mm. i just kept thinking to myself yeah no i can't i can't be just emotional be for my myself mm. i have to actually like get myself through this like i remember like no so you have to drive home and just like get through the day like come on like this can't be real mm. Mm. you can't break down here so like oh yeah i just felt like that was the vibe and, and the whole theme of mm. of my like year get through it right mm. so then um i was told like okay we're gonna have to take a biopsy and already now i'm feeling like oh, okay this isn't what the consultant told me. She said, just go get an ultrasound. Mm, this wasn't yeah. part of the plan. Yeah. Um, so then they took a biopsy and they were like, actually, before the biopsy, we're going to send you to have a mammogram. And now I'm feeling like, okay, this is a whole lot different to what she was setting me up for, like what my day was going to be like. So I'm feeling like all of these other medical professionals are a lot more concerned than she was mm. because, I mean, they're seeing it in a whole different light. Yeah. Um, I went to take a mammogram. Horrific experience. <laughs> wow, <laughs> guys, leave that shit for over fifty, cause y'all not ready for that right now. <laughs> Yo, you better pray you only see that mammogram machine when you're over fifty, cause that's a whole lot of something. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Yeah, it's a trip. And then I come back, and you know the biopsy is a bit scary, but they numb you, so it's it's okay. Um, I did that, and I just felt like okay. A lot has happened today. Mm. And then I was sent back. To, and Okay, so another side note, guys. Um, every, st- like, it's kind of like you go to different stations, the ultrasound, the mammogram, the biopsy team. And you have this piece of paper um, where, like, they have the, re- they write down the results and then send you to the next station. Mm. So I remember looking at this paper and seeing the notes and just thinking, I'm reading, but I'm not comprehending. I remember thinking... Why Why is nothing, like, processing today? So I remember taking pictures, and I'll be like, you know, actually, I'll try to understand it later. Because I feel like I was in shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then I get back to the consultant after hella tests and puncture wounds and mm. a lot. And the consultant was just like, oh, okay, um, I'm going to have to see you after lunch. Can you wait in the waiting area? I won't be long. And so I was there for maybe like an hour, hour and a half and waiting on top of the day I had. Oh it was not fun. And then after she came back from lunch, um, basically the nurses had said, oh, she's going to be back soon. We're just going to take your file and place it on her desk so that when she comes back, mm. um, she doesn't have to like fuss around like you'll be seen straight away. Yeah. So then I'm waiting, like, an hour goes by, she's not back. Hour and a half goes by. I feel like it's pushing almost two hours now. Um, And she finally comes, and um, she walks past me, and she's like, oh, just walk in with me so that I don't have to go in and then call you. Like, let's go in together. So I go in the room with her. We sit down. She opens the file, turns on the computer, and looks at the file, and is like, oh, okay, so, yeah, I see you had your ultrasound today. Um, I'm looking at what the the medical team wrote about your ultrasound. And like I said, like, you don't actually have to worry. This looks kind of like what I mentioned earlier. And then oh. that really struck a nerve because on top of, like, the trauma of all the stuff I went through, uh, having to be alone, um, and then the waiting on top of that, that struck a nerve. I was like, okay, so, like, why did I have to go through all of that today if you could tell this information from an ultrasound because she kept mentioning the ultrasound the ultrasound and i was like so are the other tests i done irrelevant to you Mm. and then she said what other tests and i was like the biopsy the mammogram like Mm. i've been here all day 
um and she was like no you must be confused like you haven't had a biopsy what? or a mammogram and like i said guys like i actually i actually did a degree mm. in science like i know i had a biopsy mm. i seen the tissue get taken mm. and i know for facts i definitely had a mammogram so i was like um no miss like i actually really did have these tests and she turned her laptop screen and was like no look like you must be like confused like um here's the results here's what they've written like if you need to convince you yeah she said if you need to be like convinced like it's okay um kind of in a patronizing tone i can't lie um and then so at that point i showed her my bandage and i was like no you're wrong i did have these tests and like i want to know the results like when should i come back for them because i know you the pathology is not gonna be a matter of hours and she was like oh okay that's weird they haven't reported anything doing any of these tests on you so i was just like um well this isn't really making sense and mm. then she turned around and she was like oh okay um one second then she turned that laptop screen so i could no longer see she closes the file and reads the name on the front and it's not my name Wow. <laughs> do you know what I remember? It is not my name. And sorry, so I had to because yes, okay. I really need to get this off my chest. Like immediately, no, because it just feels like if I was satisfied, like if I really wanted to hear that everything mm. was okay, I would have just heard that. And imagine if I wasn't um, great with the English, mm. I would have mm. just heard everything is okay, and I would have walked away with cancer growing and festering wow. in my body. Oh God. Um. So immediately, mm-hmm. no. Like, it's really, like... It's not good enough. It's not good enough, right? And I just really felt angry in that moment. Um, and the thing that angered me the most was the way her tone changed. It went from, no, look, you're okay, everything is fine, to, listen, let's just be optimistic. Everything is okay. Let's wait for the results. And I was just like, damn, like you really gonna do me like that like mm-hmm. now i know it's bad because you just re- re- read the the results and like you can't keep it together right now yeah. like you're sh- in shock and that just really felt like yeah you even said with the screen you're not meant to see the screen yeah you're not meant to show i'm not meant to see like another person's like file exactly or like I'm like they're not meant to show the screen at all. Like, just imagine if you weren't competent. Mm. If I wasn't competent, you know what I mean. Like mm. if you didn't yeah. do your degree That's or anything. Yeah. So yeah. you felt the unprofessionalism. From I the felt start. the unprofessionalism from the start, and I felt like yeah, it just I've seen the highs and the lows of the NHS, and I'm not here to bash the NHS because mm. wholeheartedly I'm entirely grateful. Alhamdulillah, they've done so much mm. for me, mm. and I've met some of the most incredible, cool amazing nhs staff like Mm. that honestly like made me feel like i mattered and like family and honestly like i love them for that so Mm. i'm not trying to bash them at all but i understand when people have negative things to say about the nhs that experience really like and it's like it's really traumatic so like i understand 100 percent. like i'm not here trying to pretend like they're perfect because Mm. i've me too, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I cut you off before. No, it's fine. I was, I was gonna, um, like, when I'm hearing this, I'm, it's making me so emotional because I'm, I just instantly think about my mom. Like, Literally. imagine if she was wow. in that position, because like my really? mom is so strong, and this is something that yeah. I know that she would go through alone. Yeah. I feel like she wouldn't want to like um, scare us. So if that was my mom, I know she would have walked away with like what you're that saying. Information, like, yeah. right? which just feels like it's it's just not good enough there's no explanation there's no mm. amount of justification that can really like make that mm. feel okay mm. you know um because it was like that was the very beginning of your journey yeah did that kind of make you lose hope, hope in the whole yeah. system it did it did it definitely just let me down and um at that point um Guys, it's really, it's really like shocking to me the way Allah played a role in this journey because Amazing. things happened for me that I could not explain. Yeah, mm. I can't actually explain it. Like it's really wow. like, right? Okay, so what I mean by that, guys, yeah. is like at that point I was at my local hospital, um, and I came back a week later, 
and they did give me the news that it was breast cancer and I had a conversation about my options um it didn't feel good enough it didn't feel sufficient and I didn't feel safe um Mm. and in that conversation the gentleman that gave me my results the breast surgeon told me that he was going to refer me to um a central london hospital Mm. um because they had a teenager young adults ward that could help me through the journey i think with like emotional and um Mm. psychological support um and so obviously i said yes to that and a week later i got an appointment to this and i I mean shout i'm gonna give them a shout because they deserve Mm. it i was personally like treated at uclh Mm. um Mm. Great amazing, amazing, incredible hospital. You pick up UCLA. <laughs> for it. They oh helped me. Saved my sister. They saved <laughs> me. Um. Okay, so then I got a letter inviting me to UCLH, and under like I was under the impression it was going to be for like some support or like therapy, um. But somehow I ended up meeting with a breast surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, the most in- amazing guys, woman, doctor, sorry, Miss Lobo, <laughs> she's my breast surgeon. Shout out to her because she's she's so Miss funny Lobo. Miss Lobo. and she's just so caring. And I first went to my appointment with my sister Amal, and Shout it was the little her. things that she remembered and asked me about. Um, that just made me feel like she remembered and that I wasn't just a patient. Mm. Um, and it always felt personal, which I felt like. I deserved after the mm-hmm. no, sorry <laughs> after the experience at the other yeah. hospital. Of course, um, it had to be that one, didn't it? Of course, it had to be that one. If um, you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know um, so then, yeah, like I just ended up in her hands, and she asked me if I wanted to move my care to UCLH. Yeah. And I, I just actually remember that appointment. It was a lot, guys. <laughs> it was a lot because yeah. I just right? remember like. Um, Fuck. I just, remember, <laughs> Go on, sorry. I just oh. remember like oh my god. I just remember like my parents not being there. Yeah. And oh god. Come on. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. No, this is not for me. Um yeah, I just kinda like remember my parents not being there. And like if you know me, I'm kind of like really emotional. So it's like the first, you know, Anissa, like we mentioned, she's the oldest sister. So, you know, I just had to kind of like step up, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously really that's the did. bare minimum. Like mm. I had to step up. It's just, you know, going to the appointment for the first time. It's like, wow, this is real. Because mm. yeah. hearing, you know, my sister has breast cancer. I was just like, okay, but I'm still seeing her happy. I'm still seeing her walk around. I'm still mm. seeing, you know, the Anissa. But, mm. you know, seeing, wow, we're in a hospital. These doctors are saying, you know, you need to man up. You need to actually be there for your sister. It was just mm. a lot and mm. overwhelming, and I just can't imagine how it was for her. So it was mm. just like, yeah. yeah, like I don't know. Oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> this is this is. Yeah, I feel like I'm living it, living it with you guys because <laughs> yeah. the way you guys are describing yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's so great. Like I'm literally picturing everything. Yeah, mm. it was a whirlwind, and yeah, like ever since that appointment, like I've never ever doubted the competency of the people that are caring for me. Like mm. I felt at peace. I felt like they got me and specifically like my breast surgeon that I'm telling you guys about she told me like that day I still remember she said Anissa like sit back like I'm going to take care of you from now and she said like so confidently that like yeah no we got this like it's okay sit back like I feel like she got the vibe that I was like the caring sibling Mm -hmm. and she was just like no like I'm gonna care for you now like Mm -hmm. I got you and I just at that point like yeah I just those are the words you were like really reassured those are the words i needed to hear because ever since i went to the like ever since i heard the words you have breast cancer i can't lie like i questioned like if i was going to die is real well it's life-threatening did you feel like alone kind of thing especially with the experience you had with yeah like it's a shock like yeah i just felt like unsure like okay like they're giving me my options but like how how successful is it going to be it never felt reassuring mm. but yeah just that one moment with like the new team 
just put me at such ease like okay like no actually the difference this is fine yeah the difference in spirit is crazy with the people. difference in like spirit, right? all it takes is a bit of spirit to like yeah make someone Especially feel like at ease. even the age like like why would they speak to you like that yeah. considering your age like you know the first thing i ha- like obviously i was ignorant back in the day but it's just like you know when you think of breast cancer you think you know not the age anisa was when she had it so yeah. it's like you know let's be like encouraging and just like exactly. not really because it's not something that people mm. of age usually yeah or like yeah. get go through do you know what I mean? yeah exactly yeah is death something that you like thought about before absolutely no no before not before before, before. Not, before. <laughs> not before like wow. like i said last time guys like i never had any test of my mental health i was gliding through life Ew. so nonchalantly like with no, a lack of appreciation of my day-to-day like with no care in the world mm. with just some sense of entitlement that like you know the world yeah. would stop for me if i needed it to like mm, yeah. just with no meaning and just kind of like yeah i can do this and i can do this and it was just like well, no you can't because mm. like so this lesson from allah was very clear that it was very clear death is real death is real it can come to you at any time you know what's so crazy guys like i speak about this with my family all the time like cancer isn't something that was new to me even when i encountered it mm. firsthand yeah. um like not even long before like my family lost two huge pillars of mm. our family like I lost both my grandmother and my grandfather to cancer in a short space of time. SubhanAllah, like, it was a, like, it was a shock. But still, that wasn't the wake-up call that cancer is a real risk. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, because, like, how much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. how much more of a wake-up call do you need? Um, And, yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, before, like, please, girls, like, don't treat this as if, like, oh, it doesn't apply to me, like, check your breasts every month please like be familiar with your body health is wealth like let's take care of ourselves remind each other and um if you do notice changes in your body pay attention to them because like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it will be as drastic as cancer and i would never wish that upon someone but i mean like even the smaller things like this should be like a uh, just a testament to the fact that we should be more tapped in with ourselves ourselves instead Um, of like just you know like how you said just gliding around in life without care in the world and we're so lucky and privileged to live in a society where the nhs is free and we really should make use of that Mm. like we'll appreciate things enough i I know like during the whole experience my family my mom you know made it clear like there's people in like our countries back home that don't have these kind of facilities no yeah that you know it's crazy it's actually crazy yeah and exactly like this was a the some like the the biggest life lessons I've learned in my entire life was in the last 12 months. Like, I felt like I was very ignorant before. Mm. And I learned that Hafamad health is not guaranteed. We shouldn't live life as if it is. Um, And just to get back to the story, Mm. I know we're just, like, kind of, like, getting a bit Mm. off tangent, but, Mm. um, like I said, like, I was very blessed um, over at UCLH. Um... So right off the bat, like, I met up with the breast surgeon and she put me in touch with an oncologist. And from there, I was able to, um, you know, this might come across as, I don't know, I had kind of a little bit of mixed bag, uh, like, feelings about it. But Mm -hmm. I was encouraged by my medical team to freeze my eggs because chemotherapy does um affect healthy tissue as well as cancerous tissue and so like my reproductive system was at risk um so i know islamically it's a gray area i feel like it's not as much of a gray area but traditionally because it's not something Mm. in our somali community that women are familiar with it was treated a bit like you know Mm. straight away if allah wills you to have kids after Mm. cancer it will happen like Thanks. don't mangle with mm, like yeah. what is written for you but i don't know i for me personally it felt right and i went with it and Good. i feel like that's the thing culture versus like religion, religion yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of gets intertwined when yeah. it really Completely. shouldn't be it really shouldn't be right i feel like with culture like when they when they're not aware <laughs> when they don't like you know how you said it's a gray area when they yeah. don't know if it's yeah when yeah. they're unfamiliar they not, treat it as if they just straight away act like it's like no yeah. it's not allowed like, yeah, right exactly but yeah, sorry. yeah i feel like yeah and with things like this i really wish like especially people like your elders like i really wish like people would 
think twice about um <coughs> sorry advice we give people in when they're in such a vulnerable and sensitive time um and i kept saying this like throughout my journey like give your loved ones advice you would give your kids or like mm. i know like that might come across as confusing but like say like aunties and uncles like give give all of your family advice you would want someone to give you advice you would take mm. you know like it's very easy like suddenly with cancer everyone becomes a cancer expert mm. and i feel like tell them um, <laughs> some of my family like i said like cancer was was not new to us some of my family gave me incredible advice and supported me in like beautiful ways mm. um but other people just kind of like aimlessly gave advice so i feel like I'm not trying to disrespect anyone in any kind of way, mm. but it's such a time where you need people mm. and you really want to like hear things that will help you make these huge decisions. Yeah. So be a bit more mindful and think twice about the advice you give people because exactly. like this could be dangerous if you give them d- like advice and mm. they're so vulnerable that they take mm. it. So with if you look up to them as well, yeah, right. if you're someone that they look up to. Yeah. With the like freezing my eggs and that whole situation, like, out of respect for some of my elders, I considered not doing it just because I didn't want to disrespect people or kind of like shake the table. And you're still Mm. thinking about other people. I'm still thinking about other people. But it's like, no, like... I can't believe that. Not at all, like... Mm. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, mm. I can't explain to you, but like, just put yourself in a position. Like, but looking back now, you would give that advice to other people. I would give that advice to other people. Uh, yeah, I'm, I stand by my decision 100%, wholeheartedly. 100%. Freeze the eggs. It was a crazy, like, experience. I don't know, but. There's a lot of big decisions to make. Yeah, like, like I can't imagine it. Like, I had to decide. I was asked, do you want kids? Oh, have I even thought about if I want kids? Yeah. Literally. But, like, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And then after the freezing eggs, like, I jumped straight into chemo. Oh, chemo. Child. What was that like? I feel like there's a huge stigma attached to cancer patients that go through chemotherapy, which is you lose half your body weight, you lose your hair, mm. and you look frail and grey and just kind mm. of the image of, like, how they portray cancer in movies. the media and the movies. Yeah. Right? Mm. But I feel like I was the opposite. I don't know if mm. you guys ever saw me like on social media. Mm. Like you couldn't tell if I was going through cancer or not. No, like, Anissa, Anissa, no one. By the way, guys, Anissa hid this for like, like obviously from social media until like eight months later, innit? Yeah, until eight months later. We found out. But I was still mm. active on social media. Yeah, you were act- yeah. I would like, have never just thought obviously it. like being like her sister and that. Like it's just like, oh wow, it's just like slowly seeing your sister like you know. Just seeing the physical effects of your sister, like, firsthand. That was crazy because even while she was going through chemotherapy and even while she would go to these long shifts, we don't live in central London, like, go to central London. And driving herself. Yeah, driving herself. She'll still come back. She's amazing. She'll still come back after a long day. Like, chemotherapy is not a joke, guys. Like, it's actually not a joke. Mm. And it's like she'll still come back with a smile on her face. She'll still, you know, Mm. want to do stuff with us. She'll still want to watch movies with us and just... Be an active sister and active, you know, yeah. you know, role in our lives. And it's just like... Did it feel like nothing That's the thing, guys. I, I really... Kind of I don't really know how to explain it. Like, when I say, like, I have not fully de- deeped it to this day, like, my sister had cancer. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I haven't deeped it because yeah. the way, guys, she would, like, still every day, like, get up, like, and just, like, you just know, be actively involved, be the Anissa we know, always smiling. You would not see that... You know, sometimes my mom had to say, Anissa, like, take a seat. You don't need to take my sisters to school every day. You don't need to, you know, take a seat. Like, we know, like, you're going through Mm. it. It's okay. Like, do you know what I mean? It's okay to sit back. Do you get what I mean? But being Anissa, she would still meet up with her friends. She wanted to be the same Anissa she was. And, yeah, so when I mean, like, it was hard to kind of face it. When I went with her to these chemotherapy appointments, it was hard. It was hard seeing my sister, like, in that kind of vulnerable state. Yeah, it was mm. like really hard. Like, damn. Yeah, I can't lie. I always hated it when my younger siblings would want to come to chemo with me. <sighs> I love you guys. Well, like, I don't even know what to do right now. It's so hard. Like, oh I can't lie. Like, I hated you when so kids. Oh my kids God. Were, These like, are my queens sisters. right here. Like, <laughs> queens. Guys are amazing. No, but shout out to Amal because to I know Amal. she hated chemo just as much as me but she still came and i know like that was so difficult for her and no, it's nothing yeah. it was sad to see like 
I know I, I know Amal, like she is very emotional and mm. she couldn't stay in the room with me. Wow. And she had to leave like but I knew that it wasn't because like she was getting bored in the room. I knew it was killing her. So yeah. I just every time my other younger siblings would want to come and be there for me, it it's just fine. I couldn't bring myself to like allow it. It was just like I can't when I'm there, I'm not me. Like mm. it's so difficult. It's so draining. And shout out to my mum. Like, oh. Wow. Shout out to my mum. Shout out to you, queen. Damn. You guys are so inspiring. No, my mum, I can't lie. I remember picking her up from the airport. She flew back, like, as soon as she could to make sure she could care for me. And I remember telling her, what, you please? She had to hear this. She was, yeah, she had to hear this, like. So, um, like, the first four months, you were, she was away, right? No, no, not the first four months. Like, I was diagnosed. Four months. Huh? Like first, first four, four months, month, yeah. yeah. And then I remember in when February. When did you like tell her? I had to tell her on the phone, like, like how long in? Um, so like the timeline was like I found the lump on the thirteenth of January. Mm. It was COVID, guys, during this time. Yeah, it was COVID. Yeah, just accept the scene. Um, and it uh, there was red zone to so Somalia where my mom flew to. We went into red zone, and um, she had the last flight out of the country um oh luckily alhamdulillah and um at that point is that she flew back i think it was february the 13th or something so i had been diagnosed but i hadn't started chemo yet and um she came back just in the nick of time to kind of be my chemo partner Aww. and she was there every appointment and just kind of like you know it's weird because like in the moment, I didn't fully appreciate the role my mum was playing. Like, mm. she would come to every appointment, sit down, distract me, she be corny. Pics, she would get her pick her phone out, take selfies with me, and just sit it's there. A document it. She, like, wow. play me her was voice. Like, notes. We're gonna get through this. You're gonna look back yeah. on this. Like, yeah. you need to see. She these took pictures. so many memories. Really, and I always used to think like, oh, you're like. What like what was yeah. going on? Like she would tell me stories, but it was all just to distract me because she could see like this was taking a lot out of me. She was there every single session through Ramadan. She was there. Wow. wow through fasting, she was there. Oh. she's amazing. And I know it wasn't easy her. for her. Yeah. Like, may Allah protect my mom. I appreciate it. Damn, mama. Baby, don't you know you love? Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah, mom. Yo, mom, I wanna tell you how much I love you, cause you're my. Wait, seventeen years old. Keep down on the street. I'm gonna buy them in a minute, but ain't a woman alive. Suspended from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. And even though we had different days, yeah. the same moments we blame, blame mama. mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love that part. I can't lie. It's a great part. Hugging out my mama from a jail cell. I had to say that. I had to say that. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I'm going to die. Relax. Yeah. 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 Yeah.